Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 264 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because yes, indeed, this show is uploaded as a podcast eventually. Which reminds me to shout out Tof Morris, who is a $5 a month backer over on Anchor.fm. So thank you very much, Tof Morris. And I apologize to you, Tof, for not shouting you out in recent episodes and also for not uploading those recent episodes so you wouldn't know until I do. But anyway, things have been obviously crazy here at home with baby Thor. He's doing fine. He's a little under the weather. He's been a little stuffed up and has had a runny nose. And he was supposed to start daycare today. And even though he's not running a fever or anything like that, uh, we obviously wanted to, because I'm available to do so, keep him home today. And hopefully he is all cleared up tomorrow so that he can have his first official day at daycare. And when that happens, then I will ideally have a lot more time to be able to finally get those podcast episodes up and running and also be able to do a ton of other stuff, including update some stuff over at Locals.com. I am now live over at Locals.com, which reminds me to shout out Goblin Squatch. Goblin Squatch is officially my first Locals sponsor, my first Locals supporter. So shout out to Goblin Squatch, who is currently known as... Uh, commenting is dangerous because they deleted his channel, literally just for commenting on things. Um, but anyway, I'm in the process of trying to upload old podcast episodes that I've done with John the Flick Pick Flickinger over there. And so if you are interested and you like to use uh, Logos.com and you already are using it, check out the link in the description to find my community and to join today as a member or as a supporter. To be a member is free. And you get access to random little videos that I'll do. So typically the, the the YouTube shorts that I've been doing recently, things that I've been posting on TikTok and Instagram, that kind of stuff. Again, I'm not going to put anything like that behind a paywall because it's already available on other platforms. Um, but if you want a access to the Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is what it's known on Patreon and Subscribestar, that is the only level currently available on Locals because they don't really have a tiered system at this point. But shout out to you. Goblin Squatch, and also a new Patreon member, who is also a member on the channel as well, Mondo Spieler. Thank you very much, Mondo Spieler, for becoming my latest Patreon member. Really do appreciate that very much. So, hope everyone is doing well tonight. We'll be talking a little bit about the Black Widow box office, because Black Widow indeed comes out this week. I know that many of us here on the channel, here in the community, don't really care all that much about the MCU or MCU, or whatever it is that you want to call it these days. And obviously, I understand it because I don't really have a whole lot of interest in it, to be honest. I just, I, I'm so over it, um, and I don't have a lot of high hopes, especially after people like Jeremy Johns doing reviews of the film saying it's just not good. Um, so obviously, that is that is going to be something that is going to be interesting to look at and to watch this weekend. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because obviously I'm a box office guy, and also, this is going to be really the first really big Disney film to get released in the post-pandemic, but still pandemic world. It's been delayed to hell. And the box office projections for the film have literally been all over the place. And I don't think anyone actually knows what's going to happen with it. Because originally, the box office projections were well under $100 million dollars. And now, apparently, 
it is set to do a lot better. We'll talk about that tonight. Also, of course, as I mentioned, I'll talk a little bit more about locals just because I want to try and give that some attention uh, in the very beginnings of the life over on there. And also, of course, general movie talk discussion. And, of course, I know a lot of people in the chat have already kind of talked about it a lot, but obviously rest in peace, uh, Richard Donner. I myself am not a huge Richard Donner fanboy by any means. I don't, I don't hate the guy. I don't dislike the guy even. I'm just not the biggest fan. There's some movies of his that I really enjoy, and then there's Superman, which regardless of how you feel about it, I saw it, and you saw my reactions live if you were watching and, and a part of the watch-along at that time, and I just am not a fan of that first Superman movie. I, I was a big fan of, of casting for the most part, but I just didn't think it was that good of a film. And I know everyone's like, oh, you should need to see Superman 2, the Donner cut. And I'm like, I didn't like the first one, so I have really no desire to see it. But obviously, he is still a human being, and it is still always sad to hear when someone who a lot of people, obviously in this chat, a lot of people in this chat are big fans of. And so therefore, I obviously want to offer my thoughts and prayers to him. Uh, to his soul and obviously to his family as well. And again, he's he's done movies that I do like. I I love The Goonies. I think The Goonies is is fantastic. Lady Hawk was fine. La Lady Hawk was a pretty fun movie. It was like a B level movie for me. I I like the Lethal Weapon franchise too. But yeah, I I just I'm not as big of a fan of those Superman films. At least the first one just wasn't really my cup of tea. The Toy I got about maybe a third of the way through, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's not really that funny. And uh, Scrooge is fine, but I think it's a little bit overhyped for a Christmas movie. I'm just going to be honest with you there. I just I didn't find it that entertaining for me. And then the only other film of his that I've seen is Timeline. Actually, no, I've actually seen his last film too, 16 Blocks. 16 Blocks was not all that good. Timeline was not good, but I loved it. Talk about time travel films. <laughs> but Timeline, it has a special place in my heart. It's also kind of where Gerard Butler got his start. Like, one of his first big movies was Timeline. And uh, I had no idea that Richard Donner did it. When I was looking up his filmography, I'm like, there's a lot of films I had no idea that, that he had done. And I know that I'm probably triggering some people. And again, if you are a huge fan of his, I have nothing against you. And as I said, I have nothing against him personally. I'm just giving you my honest thoughts. I will always be honest. I'm not going to put on a front and pretend like I'm some expert in his life and his career. What is interesting, though, is not as many films as I would have thought uh, under his name. You know, he started in 1961, last film in 2006. And when you look at other well-known name directors, typically you find like a huge filmography, like just tons and tons of stuff. And it's not to say that he doesn't have a lot of movies. And obviously one could say, yeah, well, Tarantino is a great filmmaker, but he also only has about, you know, nine movies. But it's just interesting because I, I thought he would have had more and more films that I, I would never have even known uh, had existed at the time. But anyway, um, obviously rest in peace still, Richard Donner. And again, not trying to take anybody off. Just just saying how I feel. Uh, Odyssey fam, what's going on, Odyssey fam? GMI76 is here. He had a meat lover's pizza. Mm-mm, sounds good. 2View, what's going on? Good, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 2View uh, says, commenting and agreeing on vids gets you canceled from YouTube. Yeah, apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, thank you again for being here. And if you're on 
Odyssey, light up that fire button. Hopefully everything's coming through fine today. I upped the bitrate for both the mainstream and also for the uh, Odyssey stream, so hopefully that may have fixed any issues that was going on. Also, Odyssey recommends, some of you may understand this, some of you may not, but uh, essentially a, a keyframe rate of one second, which is weird because the standard almost almost all other streaming platforms is two seconds. So I switched that back to two. So hopefully that also may have fixed any issues. I know some people were having some buffering issues over there. Um, but on YouTube, hopefully any buffering issues that people were having, because there were some random uh, frame drops uh, the last couple of streams. I've upped the bit rate a lot. So hopefully that handles pretty much anything and everything that gets thrown your way. But remember, no matter what platform you're watching on, if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud, please put at Odin, just at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, and it'll help me figure out that you're trying to talk to me. All right. Let us go ahead and see who is here over on YouTube. Make sure y'all smash that like button, please. Thank you very much for the 47 people who are watching. We are also live on DLive and whatever is left of Periscope, which is still live on Twitter, but it's not really existing. Uh, Snorpoopus Cuber was here early. What is going on? Good, sir. Thank you for being here. Bruce. What is going on? Sending the good vibes. Matthew Hyland, what's going on? Good sir, thank you for tagging me. He says, I went to the post office today to send the movies, so they should be there soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, if Baby Thor goes to daycare tomorrow, I should be able then to go to the post office. I almost went today because I was out doing an errand with him in the back seat, but then I realized that I had, I've gone to the post office actually already, and I was able to pick up movies that were already available in the box, but there's some things that don't fit or there's too many packages, and so they have to put the little slips in. So I've got, like, a ton of slips, and it's going to be probably films from y'all or films from MBD Visual, Aero Video, um, because I get sent films from them uh, usually every month. And so uh, I was like, yeah, I don't think carrying baby Thor in one arm and trying to carry a bunch of packages in the other while he's trying to grab them and everything would have turned out for the best. And so I figured, okay, I can wait maybe a day or two to try and uh, get that stuff figured out. By the way, Bruce... Um, yeah, I, I decided to watch it. I, I watched Meet the Spartans, everybody. Uh, breaking news, I've watched Meet the Spartans. And the one thing that, for me, was was the coolest thing about this movie was that the actor, Sean McGuire, he was in Once Upon a Time. He played Robin Hood in Once Upon a Time. That's the one really cool thing about this movie. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy from? And then I looked up his filmography, I'm like, oh... He was in a much better role in a series that was at one time a good series, and then of course fell off the wagon and became, you know, a woke identity politics filled nonsense. But oh my goodness, this movie is terrible. Um, so I'm just gonna give you a quick reaction. I give this film an F. All right, there we go. <laughs> I haven't given I haven't given it an F in a very long time. Tina B in the chat, what's going on? Tina B, thank you for being here tonight. Appreciate you. Uh Father Christopher Miller, hail to you. Thank you for being here. I wasn't planning on going to see Black Widow, but after getting called an a-hole by the reviewer who said it's the best Marvel period Marvel period, and also a critic from the Mary Sue who said it's in her top three. That's very interesting because that is not the that is not the mindset I'm getting from most or at least from a lot of critics and from a lot of audience who have seen it already. It's very mixed at best. Yeah, anyone who's saying that any new movie is the best in an entire franchise or series, I will always call BS or I will always say that's a little suspect. 
You're telling me that Black Widow made in 2021 or coming out in 2021, which has been delayed and delayed and delayed and is also five, ten years past due, is the best or in the top three Marvel films? I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. Uh, what is going on, Callum? What's going on, good sir? Thank you for being here. Dadman155, hail to you, Roger. What is going on, good sir? Roger H. Or just Raj now. Oh, Raj H. What's going on, Raj? Thank you very much for the thumbs up super sticker. I very much appreciate that. Also, George Moilo. George, what's up, dude? You're famous on Friday Night Tights. George Moilo, dude, what's going on, man? Thank you so much. He became a member at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. Thank you, dude. Appreciate that. If you go to the community tab, you should see some uh, late, uh, some posts from previous that are members only posts. And it's links to the podcast that I do with John the Flippick Flickinger. So you get the video version of that podcast. So go check that out. As well as um, whenever we do Q&As, which we do every single episode, I'll post in the community tab over on YouTube. And you'll be able to uh, put some Q&A questions in. Good, sir. Thank you very much, George Molo. Appreciate it. Uh, ZK Man, what is going on? Good, sir. Glad to have you here. The Kingslayer, what's up? No, Goonies is great. I love the Goonies. I love the Goonies. I think it's fantastic. But there's also other films that I'm just not a big fan of. Nick Nero, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'm unlike Gary, I am on time. <laughs> I love Gary. But it's always funny to me, it was like, yeah, we're looking to start at 5.30. And by that, he means we're going to start the call at 5.30. <laughs> maybe. And then maybe we'll start. Maybe. Matthew Highland. Yeah, absolutely, man. Rest in peace. For sure. Richard Donner. And yeah, I think that's a perfect film to watch in his memory. In future, what's going on, dude? Welcome back. Uh, Punk Wado is also a member on the channel. I see a widow, and they want to make her black. <laughs> it's all identity politics. Every single thing. Alice McCarthy, what's going on, good sir? It says, howdy, old, and how's it going, House Thor? I'm indifferent to Black Widow. Marvel's been meh this year. It's been meh for a while now, dude. I mean, going back even to, to Endgame, to what was previous to Endgame, which some people may forget, was Captain Marvel. They've been meth for a long time. For years now. And some would say even before then, which, again, I think there's films like Infinity War, which I still think are, are really well-done, well-made films. Um, but then at the same time, you do have your Thor the Dark Worlds and your Avengers Age of Ultron. So, yeah. A, a mixed bag, at least. Uh, Crisco, what's going on? Uh, do you think Loki can be redeemed after episode four, or is it doomed to mediocrity and disappointment? I'm really not sure about the direction of the show has taken. I don't think it can, because it's very clear from the episodes we've seen so far the direction they want to push the show, and because we know the direction they want to push the show, it doesn't matter what they do. They they could do some really awesome work with with certain characters, but if the overall messaging and the overall direction still persist, it's going to make everything moot it'll all be moot at that point punk Waddle says hey odin would you prefer to be called the pizza all father or the pepperoni all father Ooh, i don't know i guess the pepperoni all father probably laura what's going on laura laura disney should have planned their star wars story it's a fact and also one of the best names in the business appreciate you being here thank you thank you thank you uh, by the way, thank you very much for the follow over on DLive. Appreciate that. Um, let's see. Candy Graham from Mondo. Mondo Spieler? I'm going to get a Candy Graham? Is that it? <laughs> is, that, is that the thing? 
Is that the thing with the thing? You know, the thing with the thing. Uh, thank you very much for the lemon over on DLive. I appreciate it. Let's see. Bruce says, I'll just wait for the Black Widow Blu-ray myself. You're going to spend money on a Black Widow Blu-ray? Bruce, I wouldn't do that, man. I wouldn't do that. That's a waste of money. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I know it's going to be a waste of money. <laughs> they probably won't even do the best transfer they could do. Uh, Bifford Hava, what is going on? It says, Black Widow will beat Fast 9 opening weekend in the box office. It will make a half a billion overall. Really? You think it's going to make over $70 million domestically? Or worldwide, you mean? Because worldwide, it's, it's impossible to tell because Fast 9 was released in other countries weeks before the domestic. So you're saying you think it's going to make more? That, that would be interesting. I'll give my thoughts on that when we talk a little bit about uh, what the projectors are saying. George Morlo, again, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate that. Uh, and always, thank you for being so supportive of Friday Night Tights and for being so supportive of everyone in the community, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, I like the Goonies. Matthew Highland, I like the Goonies. Uh, Callum says, a critic said a Marvel movie isn't good? Wow, it must be really bad then. Yeah, seriously. It's, I think, says a lot when you have mixed reviews among critics. Because critics are of the ilk and of the sort. Professional critics, that is. And they will typically give positive reviews artificially to try and protect their access, right? That's the reason why they are called the access media. And I think, obviously, you know, my love and respect of Gary goes back for a long time now, and one of the main reasons why was because he was always so good, and still is very good, at being able to explain access media and expose access media as such. And I think that it's incredibly important for us to always remember that whenever we see any of these reviews that come out before a movie, we always have to remember, these people were given access by the studio to see the film early. And we know that many of them alter their reviews or spin their reviews in a more positive light for studios that take care of them. And this was something that was exposed by Gary, and I, I forgot who sent him the original article or the original podcast, but it was laid out very clearly, and it was like a sci-fi channel podcast or a sci-fi whatever podcast where they literally had to admit that they have their reviews affected by that kind of stuff. Access media. Thursday Warrior says, Ding dong. Hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I'm just visiting to convince you to get vaccinated. How do you know about my vaccination status? We bought info from Facebook. Yeah, I heard about some of that stuff. Obviously, that's stuff that we probably we're going to save that for Thursday when I do my OMB report, uh, where that is focused on actual news and politics of the day. We try and keep this show focused more so on news, like pop culture, news for movies, TV, that kind of stuff. I wasn't talking to you. Speaking of people listening in, Lord. Apple, I tell you. Alice McCarthy says, I remember that Superman reaction last year. Dude, so many people were so mad at my reaction. Yeah, some people were there watching it live. And it was just like, I, I, I was having a mental breakdown on stream because I thought the I thought it was so bad. That ending. God, that ending. Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, Odin didn't like Superman the movie because he's a commie. By the way, Donner did the Twilight Zone episode with Shatner, Nightmare at 20,000 feet. What do you mean he did it with him? Like he was an actor? Interesting. Uh, what is going on? JKDBuck76, appreciate you being here. Uh, Brian Dabransky says, Hi Odin, co-host Bob the T-shirt. Yeah, this is Bob the Midichlorian. 
my wife designed this. You can find it on my Teespring and also TeePublic. Wait, no, Teespring. Just on Teespring for now. Um, but yeah, Bob the Midichlorian. He's got a little hard hat on. He's the hardest working midichlorian in the galaxy. My wife came up with that tagline. And uh, she's very, very talented. Uh, but anyway, he says here, what is your opinion on the damage that the Marvel TV shows and Black Widow movie are going to do to the future of the MCU? Brian, here's the thing. The damage has already been done. The damage has already been done. All you need to do is go to Endgame to see the proof of that. The proof is in the pudding, as they say. And the proof of the pudding, or rather the pudding of the proof, is what we would call Avengers Endgame. Because I know there's still a lot of people who have fond memories of that movie or haven't really thought about the film since they saw it the first time, which I think says a lot about the movie. But if you really sit down for a second and think about the story that that film tells, especially when you look at how they handle time travel, how they handle everything else, even the final battle, as cool as some of those sequences are, that final battle gets marred and destroyed by so many contrivances and nonsense BS, for lack of a better expression. So I would argue that the TV shows, I think, are doing some damage. And Black Black Widow, here's the thing, Black Widow's not really going to have, I don't think, a huge impact. Because remember, this is taking place in the past with a character who is dead. So it, it's not going to be able to mess things up too poorly, or too much. Then again, it's Disney, so me saying that... <laughs> immediately I regret it because I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe they would. If anyone could do it by making a film in the past to mess up the future, it would be them. It would be kind of like a reverse Fast and Furious. I know that we have a lot of non-Fast Furious fans in here, but I remember when I saw Tokyo Drift because I I watched all of them from from the the start of the series, and I loved them all up until 6. And then 7 came out, and it just was a disaster, and it hasn't recovered since. But I remember watching the third one, and the third one created these awesome, like this awesome new character who was so popular that they decided that, oh, we're going to have this film take place in the future, so that way we can have these other films take place in the past, and then we can keep this character around. <laughs> it's just fantastic. It's just amazing. Um, and I I love it for that reason. Like it, 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 Theoretically, it did mess up in certain ways, like the timeline, but they made it work. I feel like Disney is going to do the opposite <laughs> Like, they could totally have it where, oh yeah, this movie takes place in the past with this character, and now, we'll, now we're just going to ruin your mythos, baby. As uh, Taika Watiti once said, sit back and watch me ruin your mythos. Uh, Lou S. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Damn Wonka 55 who is a member, says, I didn't realize that Donner had also directed as many TV shows as he did. Yeah, I didn't even look at his TV shows. Didn't even look at his TV shows. Uh, Tina says, Man from Uncle, sorry my finger slipped. Wagon train, uh, so he cut his teeth in early TV, which is where many of these people need to start. Interesting. Okay, yeah, because the the filmography that I had up only had his movies, so that makes a lot more sense that he had a lot of time spent in TV before he eventually transitioned over into uh, movies. Uh, George Morla says, Would expect nothing less from the Allfather. All hail Odin. Hail to you, George. And again, thank you very much. For becoming a member, dude. Very much appreciate that. Uh, By the way, the Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey is a member five months running. Thank you very much, Hunky Chunky, for being a a member on the channel for five months in a row, dude. Hope you enjoy that picture and that gif of me with hair and uh, River right there. 
That's in the old house. The old Tennessee house. Uh, Sir Michael the Tall, thank you for that super chat, dude. He says, really enjoyed your stagecoach review. Are you thinking of reviewing any other John Wayne movies? If yes, I'd recommend The Quiet Man. Well, funny you should mention it. I've actually seen The Quiet Man. And if I'm not mistaken, I could have sworn I did a review. I, I think I did a review. Or maybe that's that's one of the films that I still need to do a review of. Let me check my uh, content real quick. And let's see what the status is on that. Yeah, so I did stage go. All right, so I have not done one for The Quiet Man yet. But I have seen it. And overall, I liked it. Overall, I, I did like it. However, it was... I don't know. It was a little odd for me. If that makes any sense. Meaning that... I I obviously thought that all of the actors did a fantastic job, but the plot was a little weird for me, and uh, it's a, it's actually still a film that I'm processing a little bit. So, <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for for the love of that. Not a lot of people are watching the retro reviews. I still love doing them. I still love watching them. I'm in movie 13 or 14 of the Zatsuichi franchise, so I have a ton of movies still to review from that series as well. Part of me is like, should I just do like YouTube Shorts? and do those as like mini reviews instead should i do dedicated videos i think when i have a little bit more time and can actually schedule my day not having to worry about baby thor waking up from naps uh, naps and stuff like that we'll you know we'll see how that goes um but yeah thank you so much dude and yeah the quiet man will absolutely be in the the running there absolutely be in the running there um holy crap <laughs> george george moilo what's dude i'm gonna go ahead and see if i can uh replay that do george moilo george legend status man thank you thank you oh man george marlowe thank you so very much for the 150 dollar in fact let me see if let me see if this will come through because let me let me try and see if i can pull pull a gary here so but not pull a gary so once again george marlowe for 150 dollars i think that should be coming through thank you very much good sir for that massive super chat. I really do appreciate that. Look at that. I can do some Gary stuff. I want to be careful. I didn't want to actually pull a Gary and, and hit the horn by accident. Uh, he says, Hi, Odin. Been wanting to drop in for a time. Been watching your back catalog of videos. They're insightful, engaging, and spot on. You have a keen mind, dissecting story and character. Can't stay. It's birthday week. Uh, birthday week family is visiting. Love your work. All hail. Well, George Moyla, thank you so much again for that incredibly generous donation, dudes. Thank you so much. And thank you for donating via Streamlabs as well. And yeah, dude, thank you so much for your support. Uh, thank you always for being so supportive of Friday Night Tights as well. It really does always mean a lot. Uh, you always have some of the best comments of the night as well. So thank you, dude, so very much for that. And if this is your birthday week, happy birthday to you, George. George Moyla, thank you so much, man. And thank you for watching the back catalog. Yeah, hopefully uh, you enjoy uh, some of those uh, retro reviews. And yeah, I have plenty more on the way. So thank you so very much for that, man. I, I appreciate it. Alrighty here. Holy crap. So now the chat's falling behind. <laughs> but I have another super chat come in. So hold on. Let me see if I can catch up with the chat a little bit more. And then I will shout out Gonzalo. Dude, Gonzalo, dude. Wow. Holy crap, dude. Thank you so much, man. Uh, let me see if I can just catch up with the chat a little bit. Buck 76 says, I don't expect Black Widow to do much. A movie about a character who is dead. A solo, a soy Star Wars movie. Pretty much, man. Jedi Knight, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. 
Very much appreciate it. Yeah, Bruce, I did watch it. And dear Lord, the pain. The pain. Jam Cruz, what is going on? Good sir. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it very much. Alice McCarthy says, Seasons 1 to 6 of Once Upon a Time, I loved it. Season 7 was garbage. Yeah, as soon as they went woke, which for me happened full force when they finally left Storybrooke, I was like one or two episodes in, I'm like, no, I'm done. Because they recast Cinderella, who they had already cast, and they decided to cast Cinderella as a Hispanic woman. By the way, the woman they cast as Cinderella happens to be the same woman who, to this day, I firmly believe, single-handedly destroyed the show Heroes. If you ever watch the show Heroes, obviously it was more than just her. The writing was just trash for, for that second season especially. But the character who could kill people, her eyes would turn black and, and everyone around her would die. And the only person that could stop her was her brother. That character, that actress, terrible in almost everything she's ever done. She was also, and again, there is a pattern here. She was also, I'm really excited about this. She was also in the worst X-Men movie, or at least for a while the worst X-Men movie, which was X-Men 3. She played the one who was like, yeah, we have levels now. We're going to introduce that from the comics for the first time and act like everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, that actress. But yeah. <laughs> Hearing this dead fast, what's going on? Uh, let's see. The K-Man says, so since Black Widow is a movie, does that mean this will be weekend at Black Widows? Ah, I get you. I got that reference. There it is. George says, hello, my friend. How are you? I uh, hope you're having a brilliant July 4th week. Thank you very much, dude. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We should have this for sure be known as July 4th week. Orange Eye Reviews says, sorry I'm late. I've been a binging Netflix show, Lucifer. It's interesting. Yeah, I've, I've not watched it for religious reasons. <laughs> I think, I think y'all should be able to read through the lines on that. Uh, my students have been like, oh my gosh, you should watch this show. You should watch it. I'm like, Here's the thing. Thursday's Warrior. Do the truffle shuffle in honor of Donner. No one wants to see that. Thursday's Warrior. Let me tell you. No one wants to see what's underneath by the midichlorian. Trust me. And again, students. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> there's, there's, a various, there's a lot of things I will do. That is not one of them. <laughs> yes, Father. I agree. I think many of us have tried to blot that eyesore out of our minds and memories. No question about that. No question about that. Nathan Slade tagged and says, uh, In my opinion, there's much more bleh MCU films in the franchise than good ones. Most won't agree with me, but that's just what I think. No, I think that there's absolutely... I think that that's spot on. Uh, because I guess the way I would word it is I think that there are just a few really good ones. And for the longest time, it was all by the same people. It was all by the Russo brothers. Because you look to Winter Soldier, which was solid. Civil War, which was a lot of fun. Infinity War, which also was a lot of fun. And then they did Endgame, which is one of my least favorites. But yeah, you have, I used to have Avengers Age of Ultron. You have uh, Thor the Dark World. You got Captain Marvel. You have um, Ant-Man 2. I mean, you have a lot of really not very good uh, films. And yeah, you, I would say you definitely have some mid-level, like C-range, meh type films as well. Uh, but there are some there are some good ones there too. 
Sucks of Neon says, As an advocate for gingers, I am most disappointed with the film being years late, and from the sounds of it, aggressively mediocre. Not to mention the press release is being political. Yeah, seriously, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that the fact that it's met at all, the fact that anyone is, is saying that about this movie, which is way too late for a release, and also should be fantastic, and should be doing Scarlett Johansson justice, keep this in mind. When Jeremy Johns did his review, he did not even mention Scarlett Johansson once. The whole review, he did not spend any time on her. I think that speaks volumes. Rusty Shackelford, what's going on, dude? Uh, Callum says, Loki and Thor are my two favorite characters in the MCU. My disappointment in Loki is through the roof, and it's absolute garbage. Yeah, dude, I totally agree, man. I love Tom Hiddleston's Loki. I think it's fantastic. I like Chris Hemsworth's uh, Thor as well. As I said, I have a very strong affinity towards those movies. I wonder why. Guy who goes by Odin, wonder why he would like those movies. I, they've always just been the, the most interesting of the characters for me. And so I like even Thor The Dark World, even though I admit and will say wholeheartedly that that's a bad movie, I still enjoy it because of those characters, because of the actors playing those characters. I like Thor Ragnarok, despite the issues, especially when you relate it to the comic versions of the characters, I still enjoy it because of those characters and because of those actors. And so it's so sad to see that character getting just destroyed in the series. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, Orange Hat, who is a member, says, I have no choice but to watch Black Widow because I gotta do a versus stream between ScarJo and the adult parodies. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to. Orange Hat, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to watch that other film. You don't have to watch it. We can be better. Just saying. Jeremy Swiggs, what's going on? Jarkai, what's going on? Soul Assassin Waves, hello. Thank you for tagging me. Let's see. Laura, who's a member, says, I agree about the MCU being meh. I walked out of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't know when the downfall started. Yeah, because um, there really isn't a starting point. I mean, I think one could say it really started with that last Ant-Man movie because, oh my goodness, the, the villain who ended up not being a villain who I, I don't even remember her name. I think she was known for like it being in a TV series. She was awful. She overacted the, the role so badly. And then of course the writing was bad because she was the villain, but then she wasn't the villain, but also I never liked her at no point. Did I like her even as a villain? Remember there are villains in various movies throughout history that people love Darth Vader. People love Darth Vader. He was a villain for, for most of the time in the films. It wasn't until the very end that he had a redemption and they built it up over time, and it all worked and made sense. Ant-Man, they tried to do this with one character in one movie, and she was never likable because she overacted. It, that was the actress's fault, and it wasn't even just the actress's fault. It was the director's fault because, remember, directors get to see those performances, and a director can go in. A good director can go in and say, you're camming it up a little bit too much. Can you do it like this? You know, not all directors will give line readings, but they'll be like, uh, this is not going to be the best look for you in this role. So that's completely, you know, his fault as well, or the director's fault. I don't even know who the directed the, uh, that, that one. Tammany Hall says Puck Waddle. I need some context there because as you all know, and as you can tell, if you're brand new to the chat, I fall behind all the time. I fall behind. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, especially when the chat is hopping like this. And again, thank you for being here. By the way, eight minutes ago, Gonzalo, Bargali, thank you very much for that massive super chat, dude. I don't even know what uh, it's you, why you? I don't even know what currency that is, but thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I'll go ahead and see if I can uh, 
have that play up again. There we go. Boom. As you get to see the Willow gif again. Gonzalo says, to pull a Gary, you have to use the wrong sound. That is true. That is very, very true. And so I guess for you and just for you, I will go ahead and say, Gonzalo, with uh, I guess the equivalent of a $50 super chat. Oh, whoops. Whoops. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I Wait a minute. I can't see the thing. Wait, uh, hold on one second. I just need to wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, oh, yes, there it is. Gonzalo. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Because <laughs> Gonzalo, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I have not used the sound pads on that ever so thank you for <laughs> thank you both for giving me a reason to do that uh and Virta says they're listening it definitely feels like it by the way if your comment gets skipped the chat uh is jumping on me with the way i have it set up so i do apologize if that does happen uh beverly Hobbit says superman live watch reaction in greta thunberg verse how dare you pretty much pretty much is what a lot of people said Nathan Slay, so Superman 978 is one of the worst superhero films to you. I would say it's one of the worst superhero films, period. That would require me to, like, sit down and think and work things out. I just, I'm not a fan. That, that's as far as I can really go with it. Jeremy Swiggs, oh, the damage is done, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, someone should write that song. Yep. Yep, for sure. A. Money Wilson, welcome. Uh, Thirteenth Warrior says, Endgame trashed both Hulk and Thor, as well as bye-bye cherished characters. Yes, Thirteenth Warrior, exactly. Remember, we... <laughs> One of the characters is being crapped on. It was in those series of movies that we were able to see their death. Orange Eye Review says, Believe me, if they mess up Taskmaster and Black Widow, I will be calling that out. Um, were you not listening on Friday Night Tights this week? They did. Um, And... I guess I'll go ahead and just say it. So cover your ears if you don't want to know about Taskmaster in three, two, one. Apparently it's Task Mistress. That's right. Like everyone predicted, they made Taskmaster a woman. All right. You're, you're okay now if you were holding your ears, if you care for any reason. I don't know why you would, but some people would. Anyway, Rosie G12 says, Hail Odin in chat. Hail to you. Soul Assassin. How about Stefan Dorf? Tarantino calling out Woke Hollywood. Think the Woke era is coming to an end? I don't. I do not think it's coming to an end. Because remember, Tarantino, good friends with Harvey Weinstein. I'm sure he knows a lot of things. And he's not saying stuff. If he wanted, I think, to help cause a crash of the wokeness in Hollywood, he would do some help and he would actually call things out. By the way, now I can actually highlight it. Sir Michael, thank you very much for that super chat. Michael Skewiff, what is going on? Appreciate you being here. Kara Tharpu is a member. What's going on? Thank you for being here. Stephanie B. Hey, oh, Stephanie B. The chat is jumping and crazy tonight. Uh, so sorry that I was not able to catch you live. Alice McCarthy. Coincidentally, I'm watching Fury 7 right now. Love this movie. Of course you love this movie. I guarantee you, Alex, the only reason why you like the movie is because you get the feels uh, because of Paul Walker. And I get the feels, but they ruined it. They butchered it. They could have done a really awesome farewell to the character, but instead... What they decide... Oh, I just... No. No, 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 no. I'm not going to get started on that tangent. Uh, again, George Moyolo, thank you so much again for that massive donation, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, All right. Let us see. Keck44, what is going on? Um, Let us see. 
Uh, Rosie G12 says, love the retro reviews and shorts too. Well, thank you, Rosie G12. I will definitely keep doing them. I was going to do a bunch today, but obviously uh, Baby Thor being a little sick uh, meant I had to change my schedule around a little bit. But I should catch up on that stuff pretty soon. Sasha Neon says, it's Zatoichi, you bum. Still one of my favorite... <laughs> I barely do cuts in my videos because I like to just do it raw and, and just put it out there. But that's one of the best things I think I ever did was <laughs> correcting myself after the fact. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that you appreciated it as well. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bruce says YouTube shorts would be a good placeholder till you do the full review. I like to think. Uh, I like think I am not the only one who likes the shorts. I, I like the shorts too. Uh, obviously, it's very similar uh, to things you would find on Instagram or, you know, most notably, I would say TikTok. But it's easy for me because I was already doing little mini reviews for Instagram and TikTok. And it just means I put the same video up on shorts. And so it's very easy for me to do that. And so, yeah, thank you very much for um, showing some love towards it. Uh, again, Gonzalo, thank you again for that massive super chat, man. I really do appreciate that. Hope you enjoyed the Gary impersonation. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gonzalo, okay, says, it's less than 10 bucks. Don't get too excited. Okay. I always forget what the colors mean because the colors of the super chat in YouTube usually indicate like the range it is. And so I can never remember what it is. But still, doesn't matter. I appreciate it nonetheless. It is something. And... The fact that you are willing to give something more than your time, and I always say this, and it's true, the t time is the most precious thing that you, y'all give, and the fact that you would even give more than that, again, even if it's 10, even if it's 1, doesn't matter. Thank you. Really does mean a lot, man. Let's see. Dadman Wonky 5 his member says, yes, birthday weeks are the way to go, not just one day. Darn right. Darn tootin'. Michael Skew if tagged and says, I saw the Tomorrow Award the day before last, and I agree with you that the time travel aspect was not needed. It would have worked with just an alien invasion. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm okay if the time travel element's there. Just follow your rules and actually make it work. That was my biggest issue is that it just didn't work, and it was 30 minutes extra film where they just made it even worse and brought even more attention to it. So I think you're right, though, Michael. I think that if they had just made it the alien invasion instead of having time travel in it, I think that could have worked. Or if they had just done a simple time travel story. Now, some people say, what do you mean a simple? Uh, let's see. Father says, what killed Heroes in season two was the Kenze storyline. No, no, no. What killed it was that one actress. I'm telling you. Uh, and here's the real. Yeah, Punkwall, obviously, this is the real reason why Heroes fell off the wagon because of the writer's strike. Well, yeah, there's a reason why you saw season one. It was great. It was fantastic. They had several episodes. And then season two was like half the episodes. And it was just not very good. But I still stand by that one actress. I'm telling you. Look back at it and say, you know what? She really is awful. <laughs> she really does ruin everything that she touches. <laughs> Whenever I see her in a movie or a trailer, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Stephanie B, hello to you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And also smash that like button on YouTube because holy crap, y'all are just, I can't even get to the topics because y'all are, y'all are doing so much, man. Thank y'all. says, hail Odin. What's going on? The wake down. Appreciate y'all being here. Again, remember at Odin, if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud, or if you're a member, uh, Hong Wild says, I like Ragnarok because it's the closest we'll get to a Hulk planet Hulk movie 
will get in live adaptations. Yeah, I think that's true. The visual effects also for Hulk look really good in that movie. Also, I, even though I think Taika Waititi is a bit of an ass, I do appreciate his level of comedy. I, I just, you know, if you go to his vampire mockumentary, for instance, I, I think that, you know, uh, was it in the shadows? I, I think that that is a lot of fun and really funny. Also, Korg is one of my favorite side characters ever. Oh, hey, hey, man. Oh, uh, it didn't work because I didn't make enough pamphlets. I just love the character of Korg. Call, call me a shill. <laughs> Seriously, calling me a shill after my <laughs> after the hate I got for my Endgame review, which was negative when it first came out. Oh man, I had some MCU stands in that in that comment section, and they were like, "Yeah, that was a fun week." Uh, <laughs> Matthew Highland says, "Where would you rank Guardians of the Galaxy 2? I personally didn't like that film at all. See movie. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, I really wanted it to be good because the first one is fantastic. I think the story of the second film really just fell apart. And it just, there are key elements that I think really could have made the film a great story. But they just really, I think, messed up the the father-son relationship uh, and the way that they presented that character. But I will say this much. I did like Yondu in the movie, obviously. I mean... Uh, when you have, was it Michael Rooker? Him in any role he does, he he knocks out of the park. Uh, Jeremy Sikowski says, I feel the MCU went woke after Stan Lee passed away. Uh, I think that one could probably find some parts of that prior to his death. But I, I definitely can see that as, again, it was one of those weird things where it would creep into some films. I would have to actually go through the filmography and, and kind of like point out where I think I would see bits and pieces of it. But yeah. Callum says, apologies if you've already done this or answered the question, but could you do a reaction to the Star Wars Visions trailer? Haven't seen it, so can't do one. Uh, Kara Tharp says, I'm still angry uh, about what they did to Thor in Endgame. He is my favorite MCU character. Yeah, when they did the whole dad bod stuff, I was just... It wasn't even just that. Like, I could have accepted that if the beginning wasn't so jarring and stupid. Like, walking right in, finding him, slicing his head off, and I'm just like, What? I don't I don't think that was the right direction they should have done with the story. But yeah, then they turn him into a fat Thor. And instead of them having like a cool moment of him like just lightning strike and he's back and he's fit, which I think would have been really funny. And I think it would have really helped. No, instead he was just stupid fat Thor. And it just wasn't. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Jam Cruz tagged and says, don't go Gary on us, Odin. He might do the old Odin voice as revenge. Which probably sounds very similar to... <laughs> uh, Punk Waddle says, Tammany Hall was in reference to the Access Media back-scratching favors. Ah, okay. Tammany Hall was the critic, I guess. Okay, okay. Thank you for providing the context. Appreciate it. <laughs> Nerdronic will copyright strike Odin for the great impression. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Michael Skewiff says, Batman 89 versus Superman 78. Oh, 89! Are you kidding me? Did you not hear my thoughts on Superman? Now, is that Superman the first Superman? Oh, man. Just another red shirt. Welcome back. I appreciate you being here. All right. Let me see if I can get through um, some comments here. Oh, man. I got so many members now that I forget who is a member and who isn't a member. And I always want to make sure that, that, I, that I show that love and that respect to them. The respect that they deserve. And I can't remember. 
Let me see. So one bad thing about the chat that I use to highlight comments is that it doesn't have the status of the people. It doesn't have the status of the people. Yeah, I agree, though, Rusty Shackerford. I don't think that we've seen the peak of the wokeness yet. Orange Eye Review says, Taskmaster is my favorite villain in Marvel. That's why I care. Um, as I said in the spoiler, quote spoiler that I gave, I, I think that you should avoid it. If you care, I would avoid the film. And then avoid that other film that you shouldn't watch. Trying to save you, Orange Hat. One, one day at a time. Uh, the Paul Walker send-off is a part of it. Just a huge fan of the Fast Saga in general. I am too! Up until 6... Jagedybox76. Uh, Odin, I no longer look forward to any movie. I grew up on Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Now I don't care. I won't see Indy 5. I won't see Amazon's Destruction of Tolkien. What a terrible time. Yeah, seriously. I, I think that I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head there about not getting excited and hyped up for a lot of movies because when you really think about it for a second, you realize how many stories have been destroyed and how many stories will be destroyed in the future. Uh, I wasn't able to watch or I haven't really heard much from the, the Tolkien Society, quote, Tolkien Society's um, weekend show where they were trying to make claims that somehow Tolkien was was woke and say things that are completely against what he would have held to as a pre-Vatican II Catholic. It just boggles my mind. Well, thank you very much. You can find it on my Teespring. Link in the description. My wife designed it. Bob the Midichlorian. Um, let's see. Father says, I don't remember that actress from Heroes. I just remember hating Kenze. I would look it up. Trust me. Trust me. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, GMUG76 over on Odyssey. What's going on, Odyssey fam? Sorry, I've fallen a little bit behind over there. It says, Infinity War was the last great movie TV show. Everything after is bad. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's some bad stuff before then, but I think as far as what officially has come out, I would say that's a fair statement. That Infinity War is really the last good thing that's come out of the MCU, both TV and movies. Okay, so, because I do want to talk about it just a wee bit, just a wee bit, uh, let's talk a little bit about what is expected of Black Widow this coming weekend. All right, so Black Widow, in the projections right now, according to Box Office Pro, which is one of the few names in the game when it comes to projecting box office numbers uh, that haven't come out yet, they say the three-day opening broadcast that they have or rather, forecast, not broadcast. The three-day forecast range that they have is 80 to 110 million. So they think domestically, so North America, it's going to make between 80 and 110 million, which is actually up 11% from their last uh, prediction. That also would mean that they think the total, by the end of its run, domestic total, will be somewhere between 205 and and $310 million. And if it falls into that range, it means when you take into account foreign markets that they probably are looking at this film being at least a half a billion to probably six or 700 million. That is what they're projecting. So again, they are projecting, Box Office Pro, 80 to 110 million for the opening weekend. So these are just, again, the professional predictors here, but they always give the range and they always say, obviously things can change. And they have it set to that amount. Here's the thing, though. And it's what I think is one of the most interesting and one of the more interesting uh, parts about it. Is if you go back in time just a little bit and you start to look at... Let me see if they have the older chart. Because they keep all their charts up. Um, 
as they do these projections, as they do these uh, predictions. And what was interesting to me was that the original box office projection for Black Widow was not very good. And now, of course, I'm trying to find one of their future look-aheads, and I'm having a little bit... uh, Let's see... All right, here are early weekend estimates. Let's see if they have... Nope, they don't have the chart there. Darn it. Anyway, let me see if I can find... I'll try one more loading. Let's see if they have... Okay, they don't have the future there. Anyway, um, so when I was looking at it, though, they had the film projected to make under $100 million. And so this film has actually been in a state of flux for a very long time as far as the actual projected box office numbers. And I think based on these projections, based on what we see happening with these projections, so again, they think it's going to be somewhere between 80 and $110 million opening weekend. What I think that means is that if the film is going to be a financial success or at least be perceived as a financial success, because I don't think any film really with the the kind of budget that this movie has can be financially successful, especially if they do a release in China and if a lot of the money it makes comes from China because they only get about 25% of that, which means, oh, ooh, we made $200 million. Fast 9 made over $200 million in China. They only get 25% of that, $200 million. That makes their return on investment very low or much lower than expected. But essentially, if we see Black Widow cross $100 million opening weekend domestically, I would say that that is what they are going to spin as being a financial success. I'm going to look at the numbers and I'm going to say if it goes under $80 million, if it underperforms that lowest projection, which is possible, again, I'm not in the game of predicting future numbers because I don't think it's a very good, um, I don't think it's a very good career because you're bound to get things really, really wrong. For instance, Solo, based on similar metrics, Solo A Star Wars Story was expected to be a massive hit. It underperformed in every category on its opening weekend because remember, you can't just base predictions on pre-sales because a lot of people, most people in fact, buy their tickets the day of. I know this because I worked at a theater and a huge chunk of people buy their tickets on the day. They wait in the line and maybe maybe not now with COVID uh, because obviously everything has been really pushed in a more digital direction, but up until COVID, people were still all the time going, waiting in the line, sometimes waiting for a long time for these major releases, and it's always impossible to predict how many people are going to show up for that. So I'm going to be looking this weekend, and in my box office breakdown on Sunday or on Monday, depending on the numbers and how they get released, because Disney is notorious for releasing their numbers late, because they always like to spin things, obviously. But it's going to be interesting to see the number that officially comes out for that movie and also how far off the track it is. Because if they make over $100 million in their opening weekend, they're going to spin it as a win. If they make more than what Fast 9 made in its opening weekend domestically, they're obviously going to spin that as a win, saying it's the highest grossing film since coronavirus started. And it's opening weekend. Like, you know how there's always these random records that these studios will pull out of their rear ends to say, look at all the great things we've done. That's what they're going to do, no matter what. But yeah, I I honestly do believe that this movie has a very good chance of underperforming. And I hope it does. I really do. Anyway, 
Those are my thoughts. Uh, Punk Waddle says, correlation is not causation, so no one can say that choices were made. Um, I've now lost the context of that. <laughs> Here in the Steadfast, uh, I've, I don't know the actress's name, but she played the character in Heroes who, in season two, her eyes would turn black and everyone around her would die and only her brother could like absorb it and save people, essentially, and reverse that process. Um, I don't know the actress's name. I don't really care for the actress's name, which is why it's not on the top of my head. And yes, I said on the top of my head. Uh, Dolores Ed, welcome. Uh, Jeremy Swiggs says, Odin sees that actress and he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't really sing it. I mostly just go, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Null Void, yeah. Thank you for subscribing, dude. And yeah, um, it's interesting how YouTube likes to unsubscribe people and stuff. Uh, but yeah, one of the things that I try, I think it's still active, is I have it on subscriber-only chat. So the only way you can come in to make a comment is you have to be a subscriber for about five minutes. And I do it just because I think it's going to help with trolls and especially with bots. Uh, it's a lot harder for a bot to subscribe and comment automatically if it has to wait five minutes, I think. It's one of the few good things that YouTube has done. Uh, Sir Michael the Steadfast, or Sir Michael the Tr uh, Sir Michael the Tall. X-Men 3 is still the worst X-Men movie. No, 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 no. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Good sir. X-Men Origins Wolverine. And then you have to take into account Dark Phoenix, and also you have to take into account Apocalypse. I would still say Origins Wolverine is the worst. But <laughs> it's still a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says the only major flaw or the only ma major issue I had with the Tomorrow War is that the music was way too loud and blaring at points. I didn't find that at all. I didn't even to be honest, I didn't even notice the music. No, no, no. The story is the Achilles heel of that movie. Like this the story is objectively not good. So uh, let's see. Mark Lazeth says is Danya Ramirez Callisto Heroes girl really worse than jessica beale jessica is box office poison oh absolutely donia ramirez okay so that's the actress's name donia ramirez absolutely she is terrible again look at anything donia ramirez is in and she's terrible at least when you look at someone like jessica beale there are movies that she does fine in like there's there's movies that she gives good performances in I don't know of one Danya Ramirez film or performance that 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 I like. Can't think of one. Um, let's see. Not another dime. What's going on, good sir? Thank you. Uh, the Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. Thank you for being here. Uh, Michael Hickson says, "What's good, dude? What's good, bro? Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it." Hardwick says, "Fun fact: Donner is the German name for Thor. Is it really Donner?" I don't, I don't get the connection. I don't get the connection. Personally. I don't get it. Um, Nathan Slay, you're wrong. The only good thing about Batman 89 is Jack Nicholson. I mean, he's probably the best part of the movie. I won't doubt that. But to say that that's the only good part? I mean, I thought my take on Superman was bad and I'm the one who gave the take that is one of the worst takes I've seen in a while though <laughs> I'm sorry man 
No, 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 no. Batman 89 is great. And Batman Returns is fun too. Okay, let's see. Null Void says, tell me you got the pizza cam running. I don't because I don't got pizza. I don't eat pizza on my own show. Because if I'm having to click buttons and switch over and stuff like that, I can't get pizza grease all over my stuff. I can't do it. I can't eat pizza and run a show at the same time. Now, on Friday Night Tights, as a member of the panel, I can sit back. I can hit the mute button. I can, you know, be careful with everything. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Toro, what's going on? Do you remember? I remember. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> Thirsty Warrior. Uh, Tammany Hall was a legendary corrupt pol- a political machine in New York City, circa 18th and 19th centuries. Ah, interesting. Very interesting. 110 people watching. Wow. This is like the second time in a, in a week or two that we've gotten over 100. So thank y'all very much for being here. Smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. It really does mean a lot. If you're watching on Odyssey, light up that fire button. Uh, just check back over there. I'm sorry, but chat is jumping here on YouTube. And if you're on DLive, uh, the chat does come in. So there it is. <laughs> yeah. I like how your name is Nuanced Observer. And you did observe. Yes, I've got... Uh, this is my old chair, which was causing me back issues. Because it was one of the like off-brand gaming chairs. And I just... Nah, it just didn't work for me because of that. I just don't know where to put it. And I usually don't have the ability to put it into a car. Because my car is not very large. Um, and then, yeah, back there you you have uh, Baby Thor's uh, little play. Little playpen thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I do like how I have a chair behind my chair. Among a lot of other things, I'm sure people can be like, is that a, is that what I think it is in the background? Yes, it probably is. Uh, Father Christopher says, can't look up Hero Season 2 because never bought it and don't feel like re-hate-watching uh, it. <laughs> well, you mean you could pull it up on IMDb or something? Can let just look up the cast or something? I don't know. <laughs> Commenting is dangerous. There he is. Uh, so he is formerly Goblin Squatch. And then they deleted his channel. He is still a member on the channel. He is still a member on the YouTube channel. And it just says channel is deleted. But he's still here. So uh, commenting is dangerous. Goblin Squatch, thank you for being the first person to sign up and follow over on Locals. I very much appreciate appreciate, appreciate, appreciate that, man. Thank you for being the first. Uh, let's see here. Phonema, what is going on? Says... Uh, that projected number sounds way too high to me. Yeah, and that's why they do such a wide range too, right? The 80 to $110 million. And I'm so mad I, I didn't have it prepped beforehand, but I didn't know I was going to fall this far behind. I thought that I would be able to find it and I was, you know, anxiety. Anyway, so I, in the original projection, it was below $100 million. It says it was 11% change, but there was a time like one or two predictions ago where they were under $100 million for their projection for that opening weekend. And I think the thing that changed their mind was not Black Widow or ticket sales. I think it was the fact that Fast 9 did as well as it did. I don't think anyone really was expecting Fast 9 to make $70 million at the North American box office in its opening weekend, let alone cross $100 million in two weeks. So I think it's more so them looking and saying, oh, well, it was a big movie, and so it made a lot of money. What's the next big movie? Oh, Black Widow. We could assume then that by that time, more people will go to movies. It's the MCU, and so why wouldn't people go see it? I think that's the logic they're using. But whether or not that plays out and pans out is going to be really interesting. Because this is a point I've made before. Remember, 
it's getting released on Disney Plus at the same time, which means you're going to have some high-quality pirated versions of that movie available very easily and very early. You've already had an entire world that was put on massive lockdown for well over a year. Some places are still, for some crazy reason, on lockdown, and that has caused a lot of people to switch to a more digital uh, way of consuming movies and TV shows. And that also means you're probably having some of the highest numbers on the high seas that you've had in all of history. And so you're expecting to convince people who have already trained themselves and become very used to this. I don't know. I I think it's going to come back to bite them pretty hard. And that's why their numbers were originally as low as they were. Not just because of the pandemic, because of the Disney Plus factor. But it was because of, and this is just my opinion, it was because of the Fast 9 movie doing as well as it did doing much better than anyone I think could have possibly ever expected it to that. I think that's the reason why they are at this point, in my opinion, over projecting uh, what black widow will do, but we'll see again. I'm not in the game of making those kinds of predictions, but we will see. Uh, Matthew Hunt says, dude, when Thor didn't become skinny after the lightning strike, the look on my face was extremely disappointed. Oh yeah. I was just like, okay, that was stupid. That could have been a really cool moment and you could have brought, you know, Thor back, but instead we, we have this terrible excuse for, what is supposed to be Thor, but I, I don't see Thor. <laughs> it's clearly not Thor, in my opinion. Alrighty. Okay, a little break there. Alright, we got JKDMX76, who's a member, says, Black Widow, I bet men will enjoy it some, but it won't work. Remember Catwoman with Halle Berry? How could a movie with Halle in tight leather go wrong? And it sucked. Black Widow, likewise. Yeah, I don't think this film is going to be as bad as uh, Catwoman. I think that even the most harsh critic and hater of the MCU would it say, okay, it's not going to be that bad. Like, objectively, it can't be that bad. And based on the reviews, even from people like, I, I keep make, mentioning him, but to me, he's the most honest reviewer out there, Jeremy Johns. Even he was like, it's a good time if you're drunk, meaning there's some fun to be had. But for him, and Orange Hat Reviews, this might be enough, I think, to make you not want to watch the movie. Guess what? One of his favorite characters ever is also Taskmaster. And he said their version of Taskmaster is the worst villain in the entire MCU. The worst portrayal of a villain in the entire history of the MCU. Keep that in mind. And again, I would say that you should probably avoid it if if you care that much about the character. And again, please don't watch that second movie. <laughs> please don't. Uh, but yeah, I think that... There's a point to be made there, right? Because there is that understanding, right, of the male gaze. But yeah, men also like good movies. I don't know a lot of men who just go to see movies because they want to see people dress a certain way. Personally. Now, maybe I hang out with different people than you do. But, you know, you know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? You hear what I'm saying? I don't know why I'm speaking like that. Oh, man. I think my brain is just fried. It's just fried. Fetigator, what's going on? What's going on? ZK Man, who's a member, says, Even when I buy tickets online or apps, I still wait the day of. Yeah, uh, same here. I very rarely bought tickets in advance because I always knew that there was going to be a ton of showings for a big movie. And the movies that I typically, more often than not, the movies that I would actually want to see early were typically ones that were not going to be big uh, sellers. We're not going to be ones that would run out of tickets. Uh, Jeremy Zakowski tagged and says, Solo flop because of The Last Jedi. 
Solo flop for a lot of reasons, but the last shot eye is the key reason why. So yeah, it's not the only reason. Uh, Philip Curry, that's a new name. Welcome to the chat, good sir. Thursday the Warrior tagged and says, come on, man. Come on, man. Many people have made lucrative careers out of bad predictions. Even ever hear of Mel Kipper, NFL draft guru? I have not, because I've not been a major per, major fan of the uh, NFL. And so I, I don't have that history. My older brother probably does, because he was someone where he had this crazy, amazing ability to memorize. So he could list all, might, might even still be able to, he could list every president in order, like from George Washington all the way on. One of the favorite things that he ever wanted to do at Disney uh, Disney World when we would go as a family when I was younger, we would because there was a time for several years we would go like every year as a family, and he was the one every time we went he had to go to the Hall of Presidents because it was just so much like just fun for him to to witness that, and also typically when we would go there would be times when a new president would be added. And it was interesting always to see the animatronics and stuff like that. So if you've ever gone, maybe you have a similar experience. But the other thing that he could always really do well on is where people went to college and uh, what Super Bowl number and year and all that stuff. I never fell into that. It was never really my cup of tea. It was never really my cup of tea. Come on, man. I finally watched that full video, by the way. And oh, man, so funny. Uh, Comedy is Dangerous says, I agree. The movie numbers in America are the only ones that count. Bragging about catering to communists is sad. Yeah, whenever anyone ever brags about China money, immediately point out, oh, you mean the country that they only get 25% of, which means 75% of it goes to the commies? You mean that China? See what they have to say. <laughs> See what their response is. Uh, here in the steadfast tag, it says, okay, I vaguely remember her. Yeah. I mean, she's not very memorable unless you're like me, where it's like, she ruined the show. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Hardwick. What's going on, Hardwick? Welcome. He says, I now know the Black Widow plot. Taskmaster fans are going to be so mad that the backlash over the Iron Man 3 Mandarin twist will look tame. Here is the thing, Hardwick. I don't agree. And the reason why I don't agree is because personally... <laughs> This is because I'm a Shane Black fan, and I admit, Iron Man 3 is not a good Iron Man movie. It's actually a pretty fun Shane Black movie, and I think anyone who's a fan of Shane Black knows what I'm talking about when I say it that way. I thought the twist in Iron Man 3 was hilarious. Now, I say that as someone who was not a comic fan, right? I did not grow up with the comics. I didn't really know much about the character, and so I was like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. However, to me, that twist is actually made better for even comic fans because there is a one-shot on that DVD or Blu-ray that was released where they make clear he was not the real Mandarin. So the real Mandarin still exists in the MCU, and maybe maybe y'all already know this, maybe y'all don't, but basically that to me takes the twist in Iron Man 3 and makes it not even close to being equivocal. Not even close to being what they're doing with Taskmaster in Black Widow because they are actually having this character as Taskmaster, as the Taskmaster, and they are making major changes. Whereas, again, going back to Iron Man 3, he's not the Mandarin. He's not actually the Mandarin. So, I don't think it's the same at all. I don't I don't think it's a good equivalency. Uh, Jeremy Swiggs, what's going on? Thirsty Warrior, again, thank you very much for uh, reminding me of... <laughs> 
that actress's name. Uh, let's see. Biver the Hobbit says, your thoughts on Zack Snyder in reteaming with Netflix for his next movie, and it's a sci-fi epic. No. Stop. I feel like the Michael Jordan meme. Stop. Zack Snyder, get help. Please stop making movies. I know there might be some Zack Snyder fans in the chat. I'm not one of them. I want him to stop making movies as a director and a writer. I say that not only for what he did with the DCEU, but oh my goodness, that zombie movie. Oh my goodness. I don't even want to be reminded of it. Oh man. Yes, commenting is dangerous. Origins are really bad. At least Apocalypse had the awesome Quicksilver scene. That is true, but I think people understand where I'm coming from. But yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Jessica Biel was great in The Illusionist. Great shout. Illusionist. Fun movie. Fun, fun film. Uh, Hardwick. And by the way, I am at 7.58 in the chat. It's 8.12 in real life, so I'm roughly 15 minutes behind. Uh, Harvick says, the reason so many reviewers barely mention Scarlett Johansson is because Black Widow is Florence Pugh's movie. They're setting her up to be the next Black Widow, so the focus is on her. Yeah, I mean, that's something I think a lot of us could probably have picked up from the trailer and from the promotional material. And here's the thing. I like Florence Pugh. I think that she is actually a very talented actress. If you want to have a really great showcase and not support the MCU, uh, but you want to see what Florence Pugh is all about, check out the movie Fighting With My Family. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, I heard from a lot of non-wrestling fans that they like the movie still. But Florence Pugh plays a wrestler, real-life person, uh, who goes by the name Paige. And her starting off in this family uh, family wrestling community and how she's able to get her shot and her chance in the WWE. And it's really interesting. And, and Florence Pugh's performance is a big part of that. I like Florence Pugh. I actually don't mind her getting focus, but... That makes it even more of an issue, though, because if the film is called Black Widow and if the film is supposed to be focused on Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow and this is a movie that should have come out 10 years ago and this is a movie that people actually wanted 10 years ago and then you're going to give us the movie, delay, 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 and then when the movie finally comes out, it's not even going to be about Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow? I can like Florence Pugh as much as I want, but even I'm going to be like, dude, that that's not cool. That is not cool. Not cool, bro. Not cool. Let's see, Mark Lizette says, Donnie Ramirez did a good performance in Jumanji Next Level as Woman in Red Dress, although she had no spoken lines. I almost forgot she was in it, and that might be why she didn't ruin the movie. <laughs> Donner is German for thunder. Blitz is German for lightning, hence Santa's reindeer. Slash of Neons, you just blew my mind, dude. You just blew my mind. Nick Nero, save the cheerleader, save the world. Oh man, dude, that first season is so good. And I wanted to like the rest of it. I watched the entire series. I even watched the reboot because I wanted to be, I wanted to like it. But that first season's so good. Can't take away my love of that first season. Uh, Thursday Warrior, Donner means thunder. Again, I, I just read the comments, man. Uh, Goblin Squatch. Commenting is dangerous. Wasn't it admitted Jessica Biel was kept from good roles because she would have she wouldn't prostitute herself? I don't know, but in the current climate we're in, if that's true, might be good to share that information. Here's the issue that I have with Hollywood and even people that speak out against Hollywood. If you know 
skeletons and you have information and you actually care about stopping it and doing something, say something. Because if you don't, you should shut up and go away. Please. If you're not going to help and, oh, but I'd sacrifice my career. Are you going to tell me your career is more important than trying to save lives? Trying to put perpetrators in prison? That tells me a lot more about you than it does about the person who is accused. Because unless someone actually puts out information and actually tries to put a perpetrator behind bars and go to court and all that stuff, provide evidence... How am I supposed to look at them in a way that's worse than how I'm going to look at you for not speaking and for not giving names? Anyway. Uh, Rob D says, Hey, Odin, I don't think Black Widow will flop or underperform. I think it will do well financially. Eternals is the one I think will flop, even if COVID never happened. Yeah, Eternals, I think, is definitely the more at risk out of all of the ones coming out this year, I would say. However... It's going to be interesting because the factor that people are not thinking about, or at least they were thinking about maybe before Fast 9 came out and it did more, it did much better than it probably should have done in any universe and at any time in history. I honestly think that the movie is not being looked at in a way that would actually make the most sense. What I mean by that is to say People are forgetting the pirating factor. They are forgetting about the fact that a high-quality version is going to be available on the pirating websites because of the Disney Plus release. That's going to have a major impact, especially, as I said, with a world that for a year, year and a half, has been locked down, and a lot of people have been driven to online consumption. Regardarian says, look up Tammany Hall. It is a vital vital bit of political history. I had to read some of their rhetorical arguments of the time in a university history class. You see strong parallels to today. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Thank you very much again for joining me on Locals. Uh, Goblin Squatch. Appreciate it. Yeah, once we get some more people over there, we can have a party. Uh, Jedi Starship, what's going on? What's going on? Jedi Starship. I haven't seen that name in the chat in a long time. Thank you for being here still. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here, good sir. Thank you. All righty. <laughs> Jeremy Swiggs tagged and says, This chat is the only one I click is where YouTube warns me about comments and that people will know I sub. Do they consider you extremists here? Wait, what? They give you warnings? Um, The only thing I can think about? Baba Yogi, what's going on? Thank you very much. Uh, Baba Yogi says, he's seen Black Widow. It's not as bad as Captain Marvel, but damn, it's forgettable. Just no fun. Well, thank you for that information, Baba Yogi, and thank you for supporting Odyssey. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy Swiggs, the only thing I can think of is that I do have this chat, I think it's still set to this, to subscriber only, and I did that to try and avoid trolls from just randomly posting stuff. So, that could be it. The High Pirate Seas, indeed. Absolutely. All right, Goblin Squatch says, are you excited for the new Dune movie? I will be seeing that in theaters no matter what. Love the book so much. So I'm one where I have not read the book. I have it on audiobook, but there's so many mixed reviews on the audiobook versions. Like there's not one definitive audiobook from what I've heard because I think it's it's a bunch of books that are like multiple cast. And anyway, 
I I've been wanting to watch it, or at least I've been wanting to listen to it slash read it before the film comes out because I saw the original film. I didn't like it. I, I just I've never really been a I've never been a fan of of David Lynch. I don't like his work. I just think he's he is style over substance. I I, I just think he's vastly overrated. And I know there's some people that that like the film for like nostalgic reasons and stuff like that. So obviously I'm not going to try and take that away from you. However, I'm excited for Dune because Denis Villeneuve is directing it. And so far, Denis Villeneuve has not made a bad movie, at least in my opinion. I'm a huge fan. To me, he's one of my favorite directors working in Hollywood today. Uh, Dame Cruz, how big are the chances that these flop movies would still have sequels because they had great opening weeks? Seems like they really just do it for the money and not for the fans. Well, here's the thing, Dame Cruz. They'll give movies sequels even if they don't make money. Like, th- there are films... Uh, I'm trying to think... So, for instance, you have the renewed, updated, rebooted version of Mortal Kombat. That movie was not a huge financial hit. And they're already talking about making a universe of movies. Godzilla vs. Kong. I know a lot of people in the chat like Godzilla vs. Kong. But when you look at the financials and you take into account China, it was also not really a big financial success either. And yet, you have a lot of people talking about the sequels and everything. And you have other examples that are not as kind of like on the borderline as those that actually lost tons of money but are still going to get sequels like Cruella, for instance. It's a box office flop. And yet, they're talking about already doing a sequel. Uh, Hardwick, Taskmaster is played by someone who was in Quantum of Solace. And it's not Daniel Craig. Hint, the letters OK. Do you know who I mean? I don't know the I don't know the actress's name, um, but it just it just sounds terrible. It just sounds bad. It's like I've I've lost any sense of caring <laughs> for for anything that they do at this point. Um, all righty. Rob D tagged and said, after seeing Blade One and Two, I have more faith in Blade Trinity than Blade MCU reboot. Blade One and Two are Blade One's a lot of fun. Blade Two is fun. I Blade Two to me was a little too stylistic, which is why I didn't like Blade Two as much. And Blade Trinity, despite its flaws, is the best made of the three. One's still my favorite, but as far as production quality and production value, obviously because it was made a lot later, Blade Trinity just has such a higher production value. It just makes me like that film a, a bit more for that reason. However, I still think the best film in the Blade series is is the first one. But I like Blade Trinity more than Blade 2 because Blade 2 is just a little too stylized for me. Uh, John Platt, what's going on? Still a film I like, though. Uh, Goblin Squatch says, Am I the only one that really wanted to see the original solo film that was supposed to be a comedy? I bet it would have been a lot better. Oh, I agree. I think that absolutely would have been a lot better. I would love to have seen what Lord and Miller originally had planned for because i think i think it would have been a lot of fun harvick says did you see the painting that was shown of friday night tights that featured you dude yeah um i was there when we initially revealed it and it's awesome it is fantastic thing was what vector is the name of the artist i think and yeah they did a fantastic job i love it love it uh laura says hello from the past i'm 15 minutes behind it's 822. Uh, it's 810. Yeah, just about. You're 12 minutes. That comment was posted 12 minutes ago, everybody. By the way, Sword of Poop is Cuber. Thank you for being a month five member. Month 
being a month member, being a member for five months in a row. Appreciate it, man. Let's see. JKDBuck76 says, The last Jedi was Darth and Kennedy and Disney telling the first generation of Star Wars fans to fornicate off. That's one way of putting it, JKDBuck. Um, no, uh, actually, The Last Jedi was Kathleen Kennedy letting Ryan Johnson do whatever he wanted with a Star Wars movie. I actually put more blame... So here's the thing. I put blame on Ryan Johnson because he's the one that wrote it, and he knew, because he's admitted this, he was writing a movie for himself. And I blame Kathleen Kennedy because she allowed him to do it. And obviously, he would do whatever she asked, and that's the reason why she likes him. Whenever you ask or see interviews where Kathleen Kennedy's asked about Ryan Johnson, she loves him. She thinks he's great. And why does she think he's great? Because anything that she would want put into the movie, he will say, yes, ma'am. As long as he's able to have his own world that no one asked him to make. It's ridiculous. John Plata, I'm sorry that you don't appreciate the English accent. <laughs> Do you like how you're like, look at the one that Robert Downey Jr. did. Uh, Master of the TDS. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. It's not a good syndrome to have. Thursday Warrior, who is a sec 22nd and 24th president? You can use a lifeline to your brother if you need to. <laughs> oh, man. See, he would be able to, to put those out like that. I am not that versed. I am not well versed at all. Uh, Laura says, hot take. I hated Kim Basinger in Batman 89. <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a hot take. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm kind of ambivalent towards her in that movie, to be honest. She's neither good nor bad. She's there. <laughs> Elizabeth Lyons. What's going on, Elizabeth Lyons? Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, Harvick says, in German mythology, Thor is known as Donner. Odin as Woten. I, I knew about Woten. Loki as Loge or Logu. Logu. Interesting. Votan. Yeah, I knew about I knew about. Woden or Woden or there's different pronunciations and different cultures for it, but it's also where we get Woden's Day, which is Wednesday, and Thor's Day, which is Thursday. Fun facts. Fun facts all. Yes, indeed. Okay. Let us see. Where are we in the chat? Here we go. Alice McCarthy, who's a member, says Florence Pugh plays a better page than real page. <laughs> the only thing that was missing from fighting with my family was Florence Pugh doing the page here, <laughs> which is just, uh, oh, when she was doing all of the weird promo stuff. God. Uh, Goblin Squatch says, did you see Steven Dorff uh, diss Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson? It was pretty funny on both sides. Steven Dorff? I don't know if I know that name. At least not at the top of my head. Um, Baba Yogi, thank you again for being here, man. Appreciate it. Let me, speaking of that, let me check over. Um, no, yeah, I, and that's the reason why I'm not spending as much time on Odyssey tonight because I feel like I gave Odyssey a lot of attention and it's still going to be there for anyone who wants to use it, but I think that they have a lot of work to do over there before it can actually be a good alternative. Kara Tharp says, Hollywood has been terrible for years. They ruined Judy Garland. That's a great point, Kara Tharp. This is not a new phenomenon. Absolutely. They, I am surprised. Obviously, you could talk about, you know, statute of limitation. I'm kind of surprised that, or maybe it happened and I'm just not aware of it, that no one was ever 
arrested or prosecuted for what they did to her. Like, it's really messed up. If you look into the history of Judy Garland, it, it's not even just the sleeping pills and all the other stuff. Obviously, that's bad enough, but there's a lot of weird, creepy things that happened and have happened always in Hollywood. Thursday Warrior, am I a bad person if I rejoin Disney Plus just to watch Peter Jackson's Beatles Get Back movie? He did such a great job with the old footage in They Shall Not Grow Old. I would say if you don't have it already, I have it free through Verizon, so that's why I have access to stuff. But I would say no. I, I would say it's worth it to find it somewhere else. And that's all I'll say about that. Hound 3000, welcome. Um, yeah, Bifford a Hobbit. Seriously, talk, modern examples. Everything going on with Britney Spears is so creepy. Having a woman forced to have a contraceptive in her body that she has no control over. Not to mention that said contraceptive is actually known not just to stop pregnancy, but also to literally kill a child that has been brought into existence. Some people may not know that, right? Some people think that IUDs only stop pregnancy. They also stop pregnancy by expelling fertilized eggs, which is abortion. Is disgusting and disturbing. So yeah, absolutely. Um, not just free, but pray for her. Because, I mean, that's just... It, it's so creepy. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, the local channels I subscribe to are only five per month. So the reason why mine is 10 per month is because it's the Keeper of the Bifrost level. So it's the same perks you would get on Patreon or Subscribestar. Only if you're on Locals and you happen to like that platform, there's now an alternative that you can use to get those same perks as well. Uh, that's the only reason why I did $10 a month over there was to match that. I'm hoping Locals gets tiers soon because then I can add the, you know, hopefully the $1, $5, and et cetera. But that's the only reason why was because I was like, what would be the best category suited for Locals? And because it can host podcasts and it can host videos, the Keeper of the Bifrost level was the one that made the most sense over there. So, uh, Jens Jurgensen has been a member for 14 months. Thank you. And also, Elizabeth Lyons, I saw that super sticker. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Uh, subscribe star only. What says subscribe star only? Did I make him? What did I do? What? I'm very confused. I'm very, very confused. Elizabeth Lyons is very excited for Dune. Yeah, again, Denis Villeneuve is the main reason why I'm excited. All right, we are getting close to the end of my time, and so I will do my best to read as many comments as I can. 90 people still watching. Please smash that like button. Uh, Galvin Squatch says, Lynch's Dune was not good. Cool note, though. H.R. Geiger, the guy that designed the alien, did the sets and costumes for Lynch's Dune. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that that kind of stuff looked good. Uh, production design, costuming, stuff like that. It was the filming that, that bothered me. All right, I think I'm going to go to members only. So if I skip your comment, I apologize. But I want to get through the members because I am right at the end of time tonight. Kara Tharp says, I still want to see Dune and I have yet to read the book. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to read the book. But also, part of me kind of just wants to experience Denis Villeneuve's film. Harwick says, I agree that All Hail the King fixes the Mandarin issue, but it made 
but it was made because of the backlash. My point is that the Taskmaster backlash will be worse. Marvel probably won't listen this time. Well, I, I think that, yeah, it's clear that they're not going to listen, but also I don't think that one shot existed just because of the backlash. I'm pretty sure that one shot was already in the works and already planned because if you actually look at the movie and the film, it's clear that that character is is obviously not real, but we also know that the terrorist organization is real. So I, I think the one shot actually makes a lot of sense, even without anyone uh, freaking out. So I would actually still I would still disagree to an extent, but obviously I do think that things are a lot more polarized now, and I think that that's why you would probably have a, a pretty large helping of um, of backlash. There's still gonna be backlash, no doubt about it. But comparing them, I think, is kind of apples and oranges at this point. Let's see. Laura says, Speaking of skeletons in the closet, Freddie Prince Jr. admitted that he was harassed a great deal but didn't name names. And that is yet another reason why Freddie Prince Jr. should just shut his mouth and go away. If you're going to especially have the platform that you have, not to say that you're that famous anymore, but if you're going to have the platform that you have, if people are going to actually tune in and listen to you, because there are people that do. Got to admit it. There are people that do. There are some people that even like you, Freddie Prince Jr., who probably has no idea who I am, and why should you? But if you know people, you need to expose them. You need to file police reports if they actually did stuff that bad. Because if you don't, then either one, you're lying, which makes you despicable, or two, you care more about your career than you do about the victims, which again, keeps you as despicable. So as I said, if you're not going to do anything, shut up and go away. Thank you. General Wingster, what's going on? Gary Banjo Sandwich says, hey, brother, looking forward to Black Widow weekend finally. Are you looking forward to it? Really? I don't know. Punk Wild Donald Glover would have been better in a comedy. Yeah, I think he definitely. Also, let's just get rid, <laughs> let's just get rid of L337, please. Thank you. That was one of the worst decisions that they could have made. One of the worst decisions that they could have made. Alrighty. Hardwick, who is a member, says, It's rumored that Disney has narrowed the shortlist for Whistler in the new Blade movie down to two choices, Helen Mirren and Sigourney Weaver. I know that's, that's got to be true, and dear lord, man. I'm so tired of them taking established characters and doing that. It's so ridiculous. No, General Winkster, I will not. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. But I'm not sorry. Elizabeth Lyons, thank you very much again uh, for... <laughs> I love it. So I use Restream Chat to put the stuff on uh, the screen like this, and it always describes the stickers. I've never seen this one before. <laughs> thank you for the $2 baby lemon looking up to our lemon character standing in a superhero position. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. That's just... <laughs> oh, thank you. Elizabeth Lyons, thank you so much for that. That just makes that just makes me happy. That just makes me happy. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, it is a fab sticker, Elizabeth. It is. I just love the way that it's just described. <laughs> yes, Deacon Frost. Absolutely. 
Um, let's see. Elizabeth Lyons is a member. Says, I try. It's a pay week so I can send stickers. Well, thank you, Elizabeth Lyons. I appreciate that. Very, very much appreciate it. Alrighty. Let's try and get through these last comments. Uh, Andrew Hoyle. What's going on? No, no. Andrew Hayes. Sorry. Andrew Hayes. Thank you for being here, man. Appreciate it. Uh, JKD Buck, who is a member, says, My co-worker saw McCartney here in Cincinnati a few years ago. Said it was the best concert he'd been to. Now, that's only if you believe that he's the real John McCartney. Did you know there's a conspiracy out there that John McCartney died a long time ago? So crazy. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons, some babies have been born holding, uh, holding on to the IUD. Crazy. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's so disturbing, that whole thing. Uh, just another red shirt. Thank you very much for being here and for being a member. I appreciate it. All right. We're getting close to it. Almost up. Uh, JKD Buck says, yeah, woke Elodian needs to be blown up, uh, especially after the whole cross-dresser thing. That was a bit um, disturbing, to say the least. Uh, Jam Cruz, thanks for the fun discussion. Thank you, man. Thank you for being here. And a shout out, of course, to Tina and Steph, my mods, who are freaking amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Elizabeth Lyons says, the still suits on Lynch's Dune were obviously Geiger-inspired. Also, I've read and listened to the first book on audio. Both are fantastic. Okay, okay, good to know. Uh, Hardwick, in addition to what it does with Taskmaster, Black Widow also ruins the light-hearted Budapest references in the Avengers movies by retconning the Budapest incident to be a horrific tragedy. Are you kidding me? That is uh, not surprising. Not surprising at this point. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons is seeing Black Widow. It's a free ticket. Okay. Okay. And yes, Whistler is indeed a man. Uh, it's just a fact. Just a fact. If you want to create different characters, make your own story. Don't take established stories and established characters. Unless you want people doing it with your stories and characters. And then when you complain, we'll say, hey, well, you did it with this one. Uh, oh, never told you I watched The Gentleman. A good movie. It's so good. It's so good. It was one of the best movies of last year, and barely anyone saw it. If you've never seen The Gentleman, I recommend it. I said Paul McCartney. It may have sounded like I said John McCartney. <laughs> did, I, did I accidentally say John? I thought I said Paul, but I just butchered and, and flubbed the... I thought I flubbed just saying Paul. I didn't realize that it sounded like John, though. That's funny. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking of John Lennon and then said John McCartney. <laughs> John McCartney? Is that the older brother of Paul? He's the one that uh, stepped in. He's the real Paul McCartney. <laughs> okay, okay. Must, must, must have been a slip-up then. Uh, always thank the mods every time. Every time. Tina and Steph... Best mods in the business. Laura as well. Thank you for being here. Alex McCarthy as well also is a mod too. No, thank you, Stephanie B. You're amazing. And I'm glad that you're enjoying the laptop. Very, very happy to hear that. And that Tina's enjoying her Chromebook. Uh, let's see here. Sir Michael Latale, he was in Blade. Deacon Frost? Yeah. I knew that. I caught that reference. And I knew Whistler also. What? I'm very confused. 
Lolliet, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, we are wrapping things up today. So thank you all very much for being here today. I really do appreciate it. Just double checking over on Aussie. So before y'all leave, make sure y'all smash that like button, light up that fire button. It really does help and mean a lot. Thank you all for making tonight's show uh, pretty awesome, pretty crazy. Again, going over 100 people uh, for the second time in a while. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Steven Dorf was the actor who played Deacon. Okay. I did not know that. Okay. Thank you. As I said, I fall behind in the chat. So sometimes when you're just putting names out there 12 minutes ago, and I'm getting to it 12 minutes late, I'm going to be like, oh, that character. I know that character. I didn't know the actual name of the actor, though. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, no problem at all, Sir Michael. But yeah, thank you all very much for being here, everybody. Make sure also that y'all put some applause in the chat for Tina and Steph, who are the Valkyrie of my mods. Uh, Steph has been with me since like my third live stream. Uh, Tina was with me not too long after that. I don't think I've ever pinpointed exactly when. One day I will. Uh, but they've been with me from almost the very beginning. This is like, I've now crossed the three-year mark since my first live stream. And it's just awesome to see this community continue to be the best in the business. Seriously, Asgard is one of the coolest places in the world. I think it's an incredibly unique place as well. Because not only do you have Tina and Steph, who are just so great talking with everybody, answering questions, pointing everyone out to where they need to go and how to contact and all that stuff, doing all this amazing work behind the scenes. Seriously, I have no idea how much they hold me up and how much they make everything I do possible. And again, shout out to Tina and Steph for all the amazing work that they do. I love the apples in the chat as well for them. But yeah, always hail to the mods. And it's always great to be able to have these conversations. And as I've always said from, from the beginning, I've always wanted this channel to be and to remain a place where you don't just have to super chat or donate to have a comment or a question read. And that's not taking any knocks at any larger channels because there are channels that are so large that it's just not feasible. It's just not possible. And that's why I've always loved this channel is because it's it's a smaller community and it's always stayed at a very, I think, very good manageable size and obviously everyone's welcome and, and we're more than welcome to bring people into the community there's a lot of people who have only been with the community for you know a short period of time but it's always just really great to see new faces to see old faces too for people who hadn't been here in months or years even come back and say hey you're still here it's like yeah you're still here too it's awesome it's great and to be able to see those comments, it, it just really makes this very special. So thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it's baby Thor's. Uh, sometimes when I need to do some editing or if he's a little restless, he likes being in that sometimes. And so sometimes he'll, he'll go into that. Baby Thor will go into that and he has a lot of fun. Send them fruit baskets. Um, I don't know about fruit baskets, um, but because of the it's actually because of the generosity of this channel and of the community of this channel that I've been able to provide, um, you know, gifts for for them for the work that they do and uh recently because of y'all and i, I th i've mentioned it previously and and you know offhand comments i don't know if i've ever directly addressed it but it's because of the generosity of my patreon subscribe star members uh youtube donations uh, streamlabs donations all that stuff all put in together and now of course locals too it's because of all of that that i was able to get tina a new chromebook and get uh, staff a new laptop and I, I just want to let y'all know it's it's because of 
how amazing y'all are and how amazing this community is. And because of that generosity, everything I make from this channel goes back into it in some way or another. And I always wanted that to be the focus because it's not about making money. And I know that that's what a lot of other people are on YouTube for. And I know that's kind of just part of the game, but it is something to me where it's more important about where it goes and how it's used. And for me, it's all about putting it back into the channel and trying to do the very best that I can to put it into the giveaways that I do for Patreon, Subscribestar, and now Locals members as well. And also being able to try and do the very best that I can to uh, treat Steph and Tina as the amazing people that they are who literally dedicate their time, volunteer their time uh, on these streams. And again, thank you very much, Stephanie B. Thank you very much, Tina B. Um, and I know that's kind of turning into a, a long-winded love fest, but I, I, I always say it, and I don't think I've ever spent time really trying to explain it, but seriously, y'all are just really freaking awesome and amazing. So thank y'all so much. And again, show some love to Tina and Steph in the chat. Anyway, that's going to be it for me. I'm over time <laughs> once again, but it is well worth it uh, to have this kind of fun with y'all. Torgo the White, thank you for becoming a subscriber here on YouTube. And again, thank you to everyone. Uh, huge shout, of course, to uh, Gonzalo, George Moylo, uh, Sir Michael Atal, um, and let's see who else. Uh, Raj H as well. Um, Elizabeth Lyons. I'm really sure I'm not missing anybody for your donations tonight. Seriously, it really does mean a lot. And thank you again. For, for being awesome. You are all amazing, beautiful people. And I have not put them in the shout out video yet, but they will be updated soon. Once again, a shout out to Goblin Squatch, who is my first supporter over on Locals. And again, if you're interested in Locals, check out the link in the description. And also a huge shout out to uh, a new member on Patreon, uh, Mondo Spieler. Thank you very much, Mondo Spieler, for becoming a new Patreon member. You guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Thank you all again for showing up tonight. And again, most precious thing that you can give is your time. And thank you for spending that time uh, with me and with the community here today. You're all amazing. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. I will see some of you tomorrow morning. We have the Good Morning Asgard show tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. It's now open on all platforms. Uh, the Odyssey experiment is, or at least the Odyssey exclusive experiment is going to take a hiatus. Um, but anyway, if you want to join this show tomorrow and you are maybe in a different part of the world and 9 a.m. Eastern time actually is afternoon and works better for you, put that on your calendar. But anyway, y'all guys are great. Thank you very much. Love you. <laughs> Tina's like, go home. Show's over. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Tina. Y'all guys are great. Have a wonderful day, everybody. As always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my July Patreon and Subscribestar members, Andrew Hoyle. Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P, Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina B, and Tina Bojan. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon, and also to my Subscribestar members, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, 
Linzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J. Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. Thank you all very much for being here today. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video on the channel, please make sure to check out the links in the description of ways that you can support me over on Patreon and Subscribestar as well. It gives you access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, and digital codes. Also, a uh, access to a podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. We have a lot of fun. We also answer Q&A questions as well. And also you might get access to the Chosen of Valhalla level, which gives you access to a once a month podcast exclusively where I bring on you to the main channel with everyone else who is at the level. And we all just talk about movies, pop culture, and tons of fun stuff like that. And also, of course, Tina, who is the Empress of the Universe, is going to give us tons of reviews of movies and also maybe a couple of awesome rants here and there as well. So if that sounds fun to you, make sure you go ahead and check out those links. Again, you're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.